headlines and the local stories you care about. WLBB, Carrollton, News Talk, 1330, FM 106.3. Good morning. Welcome to the Community Voice. I'm Steve Gretick, your host, on this uh, somewhat rainy, storm-ridden Monday morning. We're honored to have in studio for, former state senator Mike Crane, candidate for U.S. Congress, District 3. Before we get started, however, I think it's appropriate to mention uh, about the, the obituary of Staff Sergeant William Jerome Rivers. Uh, today, there's a visitation. I'm sure everybody's heard the story at uh, Tabernacle from 2 to 7 p.m. And then the funeral service uh, to honor and celebrate Staff Sergeant Rivers is tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. from Tabernacle. Dr. James Bettner is officiating. For those unable to attend the service, a live stream of the service will be available on Hightower Funeral Homes Facebook page. We hope to also have it on the WLBB Facebook page, but that remains to be seen. Then a primate interment service will be had take place at Georgia National Cemetery in Canton. Again, Martin Hightower is handling that. And uh, William is, um, Jerome Rivers is survived by his wife, Darlene, and his son, William Rivers Jr., plus uh, a very large family. Um, he was extremely highly decorated. And so our uh, condolences to the family, and hopefully the community will show out show up and show their um, respect and gratitude for the uh, full sacrifice given by Sergeant William Jerome Rivers. With that said, uh, we welcome former State Senator Mike Crane into the studio. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Good to see you, Steve. I'm going to just touch on this, and you can kind of fill in the, um, the blanks or whatever I may leave out. Uh, you were a state senator, uh, Georgia State Senate, from the years 20, 2011 and 2017, correct? Yes, sir. Represented 28 districts. You included uh, a good portion of Carroll County. It did, and Coweta. And yeah, Coweta. Point, point South. Yeah. And um, um, you also a graduate of Georgia Tech. I am. I you, made it all the way through. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you, <laughs> I got the paper to prove it. Yeah, the goal was just to get out of here. <laughs> it, it is a great school. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you ran for Congress. Uh, I think that was in uh, 2016 when uh, Lynn Westmoreland um, chose not to run again. And you won the primary uh, against the incumbent, or who was the incumbent, Drew Ferguson, who's since... Uh, not going to run again, correct? Yeah, we well, we won the primary, but we didn't win the runoff. So, I know, I was going to point so. that out, but I'm a little <laughs> positive before that. And so the race continues. The, right? Yeah, the race continues, lost the runoff, and he, uh, let's see, I guess he was congressman for about seven years. Yeah, he oversaw the expansion of the federal debt by the to the tune of, what, $15 trillion in just seven short years, a great right. accomplishment, I see. And in those seven short years, uh, with multiple invitations, he declined to be on the program. So well, we'll, we'll overlook to, that. To his detriment, I'm sure. Exactly. Um, so uh, I want to get into the topics of the day. So what I might do is, is take an early break, but... Uh, 
that's kind of uh, a little snapshot, but give us a little more about who Mike Crane is, family, where you live, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. Well, for the last 35 years, uh, we've made the 3rd District our home. I mean, this is my wife's family is from here. And you end up where your wife's from, right? I yeah. mean, I, my family was not from here, but hers, hers was right in the heart of Coweta County. And so we called that home, and I'm a builder, and we're realtors together. And uh, we've just been building people's homes, businesses, uh, churches all over this district for the last 35 years. And it's just what we call home. And so I believe the 3rd District deserves a voice that represents the heart of the district. And that's why we're running and when you're in construction, you see all the downturns, upturns, and and all the challenges of being in construction and, and being in the private sector. You don't just see it, you feel it, right? I mean, it's just kind of where people are right now. We're feeling the effects of some really bad policy at the national level, and people just don't feel secure. I mean, they, I, everyone I talk to feels threatened. Um, financially, you know, it's, it's just so unstable with the inflationary pressures, the cost of groceries are higher than they've ever been kind of thing. And so people are wanting that sense of security. And it's kind of an interesting component of who we are as Americans. If you read that Declaration of Independence, it, it says those things. It says, well, we're created to be this. God gives us these, these gifts, these rights, and governments formed to what? To secure those blessings right and then even in the constitution they reiterate that at the end of the preamble they say to secure the blessings of liberty for future generations i'm naive enough to believe that's not only possible it's obligatory right and so that's our job and so we need to secure those blessings through forward thinking uh, legislative action and good governance and so we've not seen that in a long time, and that's why I'm, that's why I'm running. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're on Facebook Live. We'll come back, and we're going to jump into all the big topics that are seemingly kind of overwhelming everything these days. But first, a uh, word from our sponsors. Health is a journey. It's making better choices, even when it's not easy. It's taking care of yourself and the people you love. At Tanner Health System, we're there for you with every step, with primary care, heart care, cancer care, women's care, orthopedics, surgical services, and so much more. We're dedicated to helping you live and feel your best. So let's get on that journey to health. You've got places to be for many years to come. Find us at Tanner.org. Oak Mountain Academy is an innovative school of academic excellence celebrating over 61 years. I'm Patrick Uran, head of school, inviting you to join us on the mountain to see our mission and vision in action. Academic excellence, a faith-based environment, and dynamic opportunities are just a few of the reasons our families choose Oak Mountain Academy. Academic scholarships and tuition assistance are available. For more information, visit us at oakmountain.us. Discover your journey at OMA. Prepare, explore, and achieve. Good morning. Welcome back to the Community Voice. I'm Steve Graddick, your host. Delighted to have you in with us. We have former State Senator Mike Crane in studio, candidate for U.S. Congress District 3. 
10.8 million people live in Georgia. It's estimated that as many as 11 million illegal aliens have crossed the southern border in the three years of the Biden administration. 100 plus thousand Americans are dying of fentanyl annually. annually. The compounds for it are produced in communist China and manufactured by the drug cartels who send it across the border. 100,000 children are missing, many falling into sex trafficking. Atlanta is the seventh largest city for sex trafficking in America with victims aged 12 to 14. There are more illegal aliens in Georgia than Arizona. The U.S. Census counts illegal aliens for the purpose of determining representation in district lines for the U.S. Congress. 28,000 Chinese from Communist China have crossed the border, many being men of military age. The U.S. voted H.R. 2 last May, but it went nowhere. So, Senator Crane, uh, what should be done? No, oh, they need to pass H.R. 2. I mean, not the, so the House passed it out, and the Senate, under Mitch McConnell's uh, and, and Schumer's lack of leadership there, it's, it's dead on arrival. And that's the whole thing with these type of congressional races. You've got, every time you've got an opportunity for an open seat, like here in the third district, it's the only open seat in Georgia this next election cycle. And when you have an opportunity to send somebody that'll actually go up there and help advance legislation like HR2, you need to do that. There's actually only 18 seats similar to this around the country in this election cycle. So we need to work hard to make sure we, we have America first, true conservatives winning those races and uh, the establishment's going to work real hard to make sure that doesn't happen because the last thing they need is 18 more true conservatives up there adding adding fuel and energy to the fight to reclaim our nation but the border has got to get closed and become come under operational control it is it has collapsed. There's no semblance of a border in our nation. I mean, the globalists have had their sway and they have actually eliminated our southern border. And now our, all our hardworking folks down there that work for border control and stuff, they're just processors. They're doing administrative work, uh, just facilitating this massive invasion. It's, it's not migration. It's not immigration. It's illegal invasion, and we have to stop it. Invasion under the cover of migration. Yes, and that's the new term. I mean, we used it wasn't that many years ago we would talk about folks that came here illegal illegally as illegal immigrants. Now they're called migrants. And that's they as they change the terminology, people get comfortable with it. They become a little more compassionate. I've got compassion for folks that want to come here, but we're just a, a few if we keep this up, we're a few short years away from nobody wanting to come here because the entire country will collapse. Would you have voted to impeach Mayorkas? Absolutely. Oh, I mean, that he's been, uh, if I'd have been in the Senate, I would have voted not to approve him. I mean, he, the, the level of, of bureaucratic incompetence in the swamp right now is the highest it's been in my lifetime. I mean, they, they, they filled these positions with a woke crowd of people that have all the wrong incentive structures in place. And we've got to stop that type of thing. I, what I love about Trump is, I mean, he's, he wants to drain the swamp. His mistake in the first term he served was he only took the scum off the surface. He didn't get to drain the whole thing. But I think they're working on a plan right now to absolutely drain the swamp. And that's the, the full level of the bureaucratic state that actually worked full time against him. 
in his, I mean, he got rid of the top layer, but everybody beneath that top layer was actively working against his presidency behind the scenes. And a lot of people don't recognize that, but they're working on a plan uh, should, should we elect him in November uh, to supplant a great portion of the bureaucratic state so that he can get the work done he needs to make America great again. Well, I've also heard that the bureaucratic state, administrative state, is working to prepare in case he is elected to uh, to prevent that from happening. Oh, well, they're, they're not going to take it lying down, right? They're, this is There's too much money at stake. I mean, this is a five, six trillion dollar endeavor every year. The U.S. government is the largest business in the world. I think they what, 23 million federal employees? I don't know that it's that high. And it depends they on what you measure as an actual employee. The military, but still, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah. Well, back to your numbers on the illegal immigration, yeah. which was so interesting about that. Of those, let's say, 11, we'll call it 10 million to make it roundable and easy. Of those 10 million folks that have come here, at least 6 million of them were only military-age males. Think of that impact on, a, on any country of any size in, in our country. What, where's the, the future brides for these folks? These are men of military age, six million. And it's just, it's an invasion. And well, we, they, they have an abundance of it in China now because of the one child policy. Oh, well, that, that's a whole other thing. They're, they're, all their demographics are collapsing Correct. on them. Yeah. They, they're... They've got a lot of internal problems, and that makes them very unstable mm -hmm. and even more dangerous. And and it's a book by uh, Unrestricted uh, Warfare by two, uh, I guess, two colonels of the uh, of China that uh, written in the early nineties, getting a lot of traction now, saying basically that they understand they can't beat our military, but there are other ways to defeat a nation, whether it's cyber or whether it's infiltration of all sorts. Well, we're being attacked on all fronts. Yeah. The cyber attacks are, are regular in our nation. Um, the invasion of the border, uh, the folks that have come across the border in the last three years have come from not five countries, not Central American countries, 185 of the 190 countries on the planet. How in the world they get here? Well, they fly into Mexico City, and then the cartels take them from there. Yeah, or some point, you know, anywhere in, in South America, they get right. an, they go into, there's some entry points, is my understanding, they need no documentation to enter. Right. And then they got to get through the Darien Pass, which, yeah. which is... And we facilitate that with taxpayer dollars. Yeah, NGOs. Yes, yeah. Uh, understand, staying on the um, border crisis topic just for one more moment, I uh, understand you have the endorsement of Senator Ted Cruz. We do. Very honored to have his support and endorsement this time around. We had it last time, but uh, this time he jumped in early and, and said, let's win this thing. We need your help up here. Hmm. So we're so, glad to have it. I mean, he's and being senator from uh, Texas, he knows full well the impact of uh, – Texas takes the brunt of it, but Arizona and Southern California, uh, New Mexico, the, the border's long. And and it's totally uh, um, it's totally open right now. You, let's let's shift gears. You mentioned in your opening comment about um, the debt, twenty four trillion dollar debt. And I'm always thirty six at this point. It's thirty six. Yeah, million, yeah. But, but who's counting? Uh, so, <laughs> I am. Oh, okay. I, I can't. Um, it, it's the back to the weaknesses, right, and the vulnerabilities. 
That's well, how you. That's how you kill a country. Is you bankrupt it. Oh sure, and then if we lose the dollar as the world's reserve con- uh, yes. currency, who knows what that might entail? But let's stay on that just for a minute because it seems like nowhere does the discussion of the debt get the attention. I mean, just like in our family or our business, mm-hmm. we get over indebted to, to a bank or whatever financial institution of some sort. Uh, it's an incredibly serious matter. It is. And, and you have to create a source of action that's very detailed to get yourself out of that position. And there almost always is a way. There's almost always a way forward. And so for America, there's a way forward out of this debt crisis too, but it's got to take people that are willing to hold the line. And so we go back to like HR2. Right now, we've got a one-seat majority, and that may change any minute now. I think there's that that special election for uh, uh, George Santos's seat, depending on how that comes out, could affect what our uh, what those numbers look like. But with that one-seat majority, the only leverage we have is the House of Representatives right now. And I would recommend, if I was in leadership in the House, I would hold the line. And I'd say, we will not talk about anything until you bring H.R. 2 up for a vote in the Senate. I mean, you've got to use the leverage points you have, not the ones you wish you had. And and that's it. And otherwise, um, uh, the Speaker needs to just wait on some reinforcements. And the 3rd District should honestly send him some reinforcement. To me, I, and, and I'm, you know, simple-minded, I suppose, in that it, in the Constitution it says all revenue bills start in the House, so a lot of people say that means they have the power of the purse. Mm-hmm. So if a family or a business is in debt, the first thing you do is you stop spending money, correct? That's right. So if they all Or you rest- slow down the pace at which you spend money. But the U.S. Yeah. House could do that, correct? Absolutely. Why don't they? Because they don't have the willpower to. They answer to K Street and L Street and all the other Sesame Streets. I don't know what they do. What's your lobbying? They, they, they answer to the lobbyist crowd who want to perpetuate the money machine, which is the U.S. government. And um, that's the great challenge for folks. And so we, th- there's a strategy to move this forward. And it's got to be, you got to make hard decisions and do tough things and stand and be willing to, to pay the price of what those stands take. You know, when, when we hear a news report that has this something positive, whether it's job creation or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't seem to resonate because when we go to a grocery store, I went to a grocery store over the weekend, I've never spent, I'm just a single guy, I've never spent so much money on a Saturday at a grocery store as I did this past Saturday. So you might get some good news reporting about job creation, et cetera, but... If it doesn't feel like it, it. doesn't feel like yeah. it. Yeah, and so that's what translates in people's, uh, into their lives. And, and say, you know, they've always said people vote their pocketbook. And so the Biden administration's in big trouble this election year because everyone's pocketbook that I know is suffering. And so, um, but that's because of bad inflationary policy put forth intentionally by the Biden administration. And then we're, if we talk about the illegal immigration issue, the cost of this to the American people is staggering. I mean, we these folks are getting uh, uh, debit cards. Load Yes, and it's renewable at certain levels. Um, the cost on our, our medical infrastructure, 
I mean, you go wait and go to Denver, one of their major medical centers, and go wait in line in the ER, and you're behind a hundred illegals that are accessing care here in this country. And so, and, um, and allegedly more are in Georgia than in Arizona. Yeah, well, they they move them. I mean, so did you see uh, Senator Colt Moore uh, his video? In the, you haven't seen that. So Senator Colt Moore is uh, Northwest Georgia. Yeah, a persona non grata in the Republican caucus currently in the in the Georgia Senate for him standing up for some issues that that most of us agree with, and some people might challenge his methods, but it just the stances are correct. He was he went to the Atlanta airport on a tip he was given. Went to the top floor of the atrium, and it's a processing center for illegals. They really? bypass all the normal things we have to go through. Oh. And he's got it on film and he's gone up there multiple times. And it's, it's bizarre to see the third level of the atrium has become a illegal immigrant processing center where they are flying them at our tax dollar expense to where they want to go within our nation. And so they get away from the border. They leave Arizona, they leave Texas and they come to Georgia they come to growing areas. Georgia's a growing area, so we're a magnet for the illegal immigrants. And they've got, a, you know, a strong foothold here. And they're having community. They have sub communities that aren't embracing the American way because they're forced to operate outside of our legal structure. I mean, there's no plan for what they're doing, and. Um, and so we have got to shut the border. We have to send the message that the border is closed, quit coming, and then we've got to deal with all the illegals that are here. Our guest this morning is former state senator Mike Crane. He's a candidate for U.S. Congress. There's a group of Republicans running the primary election day, I believe, May 21. May 21, yeah. Early voting starts in late April. Okay, we'll be back with more after these words. Health is a journey. It's making better choices, even when it's not easy. It's taking care of yourself and the people you love. At Tanner Health System, we're there for you with every step, with primary care, heart care, cancer care, women's care, orthopedics, surgical services, and so much more. We're dedicated to helping you live and feel your best. So let's get on that journey to health. You've got places to be for many years to come. Find us at Tanner.org. The AP Scholar Journey at Oak Mountain Academy is designed to provide students with a clearly defined advanced placement curriculum track to earn a series of distinctions upon graduation. This journey enables academically prepared students to pursue college-level studies throughout 17 AP courses in five subject categories while enrolled at OMA. I'm Patrick Uran, Head of School, inviting you to journey with us on the mountain. For more information, visit us at oakmountain.us. Discover your journey at OMA. Prepare, explore, and achieve. Good morning. Welcome back to the Community Voice. I'm Steve Graddick, your host. Delighted to have you with us on this Monday. We have Mike Crane in studio, candidate for U.S. Congress District 3. Um, obviously, the uh, Russian-Ukraine war is uh, taking a lot of attention. I believe uh, 400 plus thousand 
Ukrainian soldiers have been killed. 50 plus thousand Russian soldiers have been killed. Can you Ukraine? Can Ukraine win this war? Um, I don't have enough information to to assess their <laughs> their military uh, competence and, and their ability to do that. What Americans are concerned about is why are we sending billions, hundreds of billions of dollars at this point uh, over there uh, to kill folks? And what's interesting, if you look at it, Steve, if you look at the the Senate the immigration bill that was supposedly killed by you know radical right wing uh, conservatives. Uh, that this great compromise bill on immigration, I've only gotten through half of it. It's about 360 pages long. But the first half of it is a, is a, a list of spending plans for Ukraine. This is our immigration, quote unquote, bill. Um, that, and the, the first half of it is how to spend 100, million, 100 billion, excuse me, 100 billion dollars uh, dealing with the issue in Ukraine, as, as they like to call it, the situation in Ukraine. And then they talk a little bit about Israel, and they haven't addressed border uh, security at all in it. And so um, that the challenge in Ukraine, and, and it's what it means to the American people, has got to be clarified. And we're not being told the, the true story. Yeah, initially it was reported it was simply the evil Putin moving into Ukraine, and then we find out, you know, in large in part, America's push to put Ukraine in NATO has triggered a lot of this. Putin still does have, you know, expansionist desires, so it's more much more complex than than original the original bad guy, good guy. Well, I, uh, I'm I'm fully convinced if Trump was president, it would have never happened. Well, speaking about that. Uh, you know, uh, Biden talks often about how MAGA Republicans are a threat to democracy, but removing your political opponent from the ballot and having him in prison, isn't that a threat to democracy? Or how is that not a threat to democracy? I think everybody are starting to... The folks are finally tired of being lied to. I yeah. think we've finally waken up, woken up as a people. Yeah. And I think folks go... I mean, Trump called it fake news. And I remember when he started using that phrase. I mean, like... And I was like... I mean, fake news. So is it news or, but it really is a fake narrative. They take something and they just make something up about it. And, and they spent four years while he was president with fake news, trying to drive a political agenda. And we're hearing that in Ukraine. I mean, we're spending, sending American taxpayer dollars, future dollars. We don't even have these. We're printing them uh, to prop up one of the most corrupt regimes in the, in the world. And then even their top generals are accused of stealing tens of millions of our dollars. That was that was kind of the part of the problem in Vietnam. Is toward the end, everybody said it, you know, starting to say it was a corrupt regime in South America. And then when America got their guy in 2014, then Zelensky came in. You know, there's a lot of issues there. There really are. Uh, okay, we've pretty much run out of time. Uh, give us your uh, elevator speech or your door-to-door -door speech for. <laughs> You got about a little over a minute. How, a minute. Yeah. yeah why minute. should someone vote for Mike Crane, and how do they go about getting in contact with him? So here's the simple way I do it. It's, a, it's really just two questions, Steve. Do you like the direction Americans going in? And the answer universally, no one tells me yes. They all say no. And so my next question is, well, what are you going to do about it? It's, it's rare, rare that we get an opportunity to send a true conservative voice to Washington that reflects our values. 
and I'm that voice, and this is our opportunity. And if we get it right this time, I'll be representing the 3rd District uh, in Congress and fighting for the values we all just, we take for granted here in the 3rd District, and we live it every day. We just wish Washington would live it. So if you want to see that, just vote for Mike Crane. Go to craneforcongress.com, and uh, we'll tell you all about it, and you can sign up and help us get there. Yeah, um, publicly, I would get you to commit to say that we're going to make a good faith effort to get Senator Ted Cruz in studio here. Yes, we will. <laughs> I will speak to him on Wednesday. Okay, we told Ted. I said uh, we need him here in the in the studio. He's a dynamic interview. He's a lot of fun. You you'd enjoy that. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Tanner Health System and Oak Mountain Academy. Go out and make it a great day. Remember the church services for uh, Staff Sergeant Rivers. And thank you for listening to the Community Voice here on WLBB Carrollton.